Good evening, Patriots. And it is Tuesday, July 25th, the end of that, actually. And an interesting week that's already moving quickly. Unbelievable how fast it's moving. It just seems to do that every week. Patriots, before we get going tonight, you'll remember that we had Chase Terwilliger on about a week or so ago. He was the CEO of CB Distillery. Great interview. A lot of discussion about the CBD industry. Equally, a lot of discussion about this CB, CBDistillery.com as well as a company. And you, you really had a chance to learn about their standards, which were very impressive. A great product line, high levels of testing that even far exceed anything that would be considered organic. So they've got an amazing special going on that goes today and through tomorrow now. There's two days left. And it's um, many of the products on their site at CB Distillery on sale for 50% off. So your, your promo code for this sale is VIP, VIP. I just checked it to see if it worked, and it did. Um, and it's a good deal. It's got some great savings. You know, 90% of the people that take CBD products with sleep dis- that have sleep problems are improved. People that have anxiety, 80% of them that take CBD products find improvement and reduction in stress. About 80% of the people that have pain after working out in fitness that take CBD products have a reduction in pain. It's it's a great product line. And as you know, CBD Distillery uses American industrial-grown-hemp. It's a fantastic product overall. It's nothing, all that's 100% natural products in there. They're tested multiple, multiple times for everything from heavy metals to you know, the right levels of everything in, in the in the product. So very, very good product, very safe and very good to have in your medical cabinet for sure. So if you head on over to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com, use this use this special promo code VIP, VIP, and then you're going to get up to 50% off. It's 50% off on a, most products, but use it, enjoy it. You will not be disappointed. So again, cbdistillery.com for a special promo with the VIP code. There you go. VIP promo code, 50% off, that sort of thing. That's good stuff. Really, really is good stuff. So I um, want to share a couple of stories tonight, and we'll see where this takes us. Um, a few weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, I think it was, a friend of mine, Good and good friend, and uh, really, he's a he's a really good person, great Christian. Had been confronted with one of the most impaling experiences in his life. Um, somewhere in June or thereabouts, uh, after twenty three years of marriage, his wife decided that they were going to get a divorce. And she locked him out of the house and um, literally one day to the next got an attorney. And he was just brokenhearted. I mean, it, it, but then to the point that if you've, unfortunately, I can say I've been through this, but when you've been through it, you just, at a certain point, you just, you give up. And you're just like, okay, that's enough. It's going to be a mess. So they each got attorneys and there was kids involved. And so we prayed on it about two weeks ago. And the prayer that I, that if you remember the prayer we did here, we prayer was basically like, Lord, you know, have, have your will with this, but something doesn't seem right. I mean, at least at the very, very least, these people should not be hostile with one another after this much time in marriage. They should have a graceful way out and should respect each other for human beings. But, you know, whatever is your will. Well, <laughs> here's the update. I just talked to him earlier tonight. Um, they canceled the divorce. Uh, he's the, the, They're back together. When he came back to the house, uh, his wife greeted him, ran out of the house to meet him, greeted him with a hug. They cried. The kids were there. The kids all cried. They've gone back to church together. And his own statement is, um, this could not have happened without prayers. This was a true miracle. And he had even told Father that. He's like, Father, you know, I'm done unless you can, this is going to take a miracle to get it through. Well, it did. It, it, 
not only did it bring them back together, but I, from the sense of what he shared with me is that this is going to be a completely revitalized marriage. And I, th- I think what really goes to the testimony here is that, and he talked about it, is that, you know, they got ambushed. And I'd been talking a lot about the spiritual ambushes that are going on. And he talked about it. He said, you know, we were ambushed. And he said, I figured at some point I was for the work he was doing in ministry that he was going to get ambushed. He said, I just, in some, what he was saying is I didn't, I didn't see it coming the way it came at me. And you see something like this transform from literally, I mean, going from being in a relationship and, and, you know, I I don't, I'm not going to talk about his personal issues, but or their, their personal affairs, but I can surmise because I've been through it. You get to a point where things slowly start to die down on the vine. And then it's something little that triggers something, but really that's the hand of the devil moving in there. And it's exactly what happened. And so it went from things not having the spark to all of a sudden like intense were over. And that created a lot of hostility and that was I guess, you know, this is on about six weeks. And then right at the at the eleventh hour, fifty-nine second moment, God intervenes and says, No, 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 you're not done. I'm bringing you two back together. Devil be gone. And out the devil went. And you know, just a beautiful story and just a reminder of the power of prayer, the power of our faith. He they both have good faith, but I I think that, you know, in these times when we get waylaid, it just takes a lot to get through it. So that's one story. We're going to pray for them tonight as well. Matter of fact, we'll pray for them right now. Let's do that. Well, so Father God, I just want to thank you for the news tonight, and you know who I'm referring to. And we just want to praise, give you praise for this, because you heard our prayers, and I'm sure there were others that prayed as well to bring them back together. And, or to do as your will, but at the very least not have the hostility. But, Father, you did so much more. And you were able to untangle a, an emotional mess that was likely created by the seeds of the father of lies. And just to witness a transformation of this over the last six or eight weeks from being in a place where it was hostility, no conversation, attorneys at the table ready to call it quits, starting to divvy up the, the assets, to the point, this was literally the 11th hour, Father, you intervened and it all just took it apart and put them back together as a family. And when I heard the voice tonight to share the story, I knew truly that you had blessed them both. And so, Father, we pray truly, and and I, and we'll go further with it, with the authorities that have been given to us by our Savior, Jesus. We're going to pray for a hedge of protection around this family, a powerful one. We want a powerful, powerful hedge of protection that will prevent them from having any more attacks. And we need to put on alert and let everybody know in the demonic realm that if you come near this family, there is now a bloodline around there in the blood of, by the blood of Jesus. If you come near this family, you will be cast out in a way that you will forever speak the words, Jesus is Lord. And Jesus, we're asking you to deal with these demons immediately, not let them fester in. We pray for this to be a real spark. And we're praying for the Holy Spirit to just fill that household and fill each one of them and just to replenish each each of them and heal any wounds. And Father, just, just let this blessing just pour over them that there can be honesty in the hearts to listen and to learn from this and then to continue to just refortify the foundations of a beautiful marriage. And we just pray that they'll have you know, no more bumps like this anymore. Just, and we, matter of fact, we declare that. This is over. This is now the walk that they're on is going to be the walk for, each, for the rest of their lives together. So thank you, Father, and thank you, Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Just praise, praise, praise. Wonderful. Um, talk to Duncan tonight, for those of you that are curious. And for those of you that don't know who Duncan is, that would be the kilted Christian who's... Uh, Runs a great show, typically after Bards FM. And as you all may or may not know, um, Duncan moved to Kentucky, and he's got a place there now. He bought a place. And that's going to be the home where he and Raina will come together and once, and once they're married, and that's going to happen soon, and then they're going to celebrate that 
marriage at Bard's Fest, but they're going to get married before they come. And the trip was a little bit rough on, on uh, Duncan's mom and just a lot of stresses and new locations. Uh, she's dealing a bit with some dementia. So we're going to pray on that here in a minute. And, um, but just happy to hear that I talked to him. We talked for about an hour tonight, and he's just he's so excited about his new place. It's great to hear he's got a great step in his voice, really excited about everything. He's got plans and dreams of what they're going to do with his place. And um, Moonwolf is there with him right now as well. So thank you, Moonwolf. That's awesome. You've been doing some huge help. And that's another story I just want to tell you. This is so fantastic. So this is a Moonwolf was house-sitting for Duncan because he bought the house. I want to say he bought the house in May. I think they closed in May. And then he was, Moonwolf was house-sitting for him. And um, when he got there to this, <laughs> I just this story makes me laugh because it's so good. When he got there, he discovered that the community that they're in had an ordinance that said that they couldn't have livestock, goats and chickens and stuff. So, and remember, Moonwolf was house-sitting for Duncan. So what does he do? He goes and he reads all of the city ordinances. This is just such a Bard's Nation bedad thing to do. Just hear me out because it's so cool. And I, I'm really just makes me smile because he should be wearing a Bard's Nation shirt going, we're here and don't mess with us. That's really what it should say. But anyway, so he goes and he reads all the, all the city ordinances and he gets together, in, so he understands exactly what he needs to do. He goes to all the neighbors. Remember, he's just house-sitting. He goes to all the neighbors and says, hey, I'm going to do a petition, and I would like to know if you'd be okay with it because we want to have chickens and, and maybe pigs but goats over here. And the neighbors were like, yeah, we're all, we're all in. Let's do this. So he got the petition going, took it to the city, and by the time Duncan got there, which is now, the ordinance has been overturned and they can have goats and chickens now. <laughs> That's just awesome work right there. Just great work. And I and I I love when people take the initiative like that. It just speaks so much. And it's and I'm it's very much what I expect. I mean, if someone told me the story, I would be like okay, cool story, but when I hear it's coming from someone in Bars Nation, I'm like, yeah, that's who we are. That's about right. We just don't sit around and wait. We're just going to fix it, get it done, get government out of our way, and keep moving. But Duncan's in a great community. Uh, he's got a great sheriff, a community that they've already been over there with him, dropping by, giving him. I guess he's got some zucchini bread that was dropped by somebody, and somebody else dropped him by some vegetables and stuff. So that's awesome. And so I told another story earlier today, but I'll tell it now because it was, all kind of goes together. He's um, He called to get his internet, and the guy asked him, you know, what do you, what do you need internet for? You know, like, just curious, because he's like, you know, what are you wanting? What are you wanting to get internet? What do you do? Because Duncan was wanting the fast internet. He says, oh, you know, I, I do a show where we talk some faith, and then we talk about politics. Guy like the guy says, oh, so you're like getting people prepared and waking them up. He goes, yeah. He goes, and so the guy, this, the the person at the at the uh, internet place says, well, have you have you ever listened to Bard's FM? And Duncan goes, yeah, dude. He goes, like I'm the I am the Kilton Christian. I'm the guy that also fills in for Scott once in a while. And so the guy gives him like the mega patriot discount, like super, like the super duper. Remember I told you Bard's Code, the most famous Bard's Code on the web? Well, Duncan got it. He got the Bard's Code and he locked this price in forever. I mean, it's like a lifetime price. So Duncan made out big and he got the fastest internet they offer, which is a, a fiber optic, like one terabyte speed, which is awesome. Super happy for him. So these are just great stories, you know, and I, I think that once in a while we have to, find some great stories to tell. I think that's so important. Um, I've got a couple others here that we'll, as we kind of go through the, um, Jennifer Renee, who you all remember from, uh, Bart's Fest, but one and two. And of course she had, uh, Southern Echoes is what she has for her pottery business. While she was up visiting the woman, Marjorie, who has the school that's going to become a Bard's Nation school. And 
Jennifer came up to do the visit, and, and Marjorie called me and or texted me and says, we need to see about getting a kiln, and I, and kiln for, for Jennifer. So I said, okay, well, let me, let me look on Craigslist. I'll see what I can find. So I did, and I came across this kiln. Now, to understand, I mean, kilns come in many different flavors. Typically, kilns are electric-powered, but when you're in a rural area, the best kiln for a rural area, if you can get it, is going to be a propane-powered kiln. It's just going to be better. And it's going to be easier on the grid, and it's going to be better for the whole situation. And lo and behold, I, the minute I look, three pages in on Craigslist, there's a propane kiln, and it's just up the road in Eugene, about an hour away. So I sent it over to Jennifer. I sent it over to Marjorie. Jennifer's like, thumbs up, great find. Marjorie then calls the next day. And now Marjorie's an artist, and she's an amazing artist, which I'm hoping we can show some of her work at Bards Fest. She does a, an ancient Persian painting. It's a painting method of cloth. It's very beautiful. She's lectured all over the world on it. Uh, she's uh, very accomplished in her art and has a beautiful place up there and then has built this amazing school, which is just gorgeous, for kids, and it's going to be a part of Bars Nation Operation Vineyard. And so she calls on the on the kiln, and the person on the other side goes, oh, I know you, and I've been trying to get hold of you because I want to learn your method. So anyway, long story short on this, here's a random event that we end up finding, you know, your one degree of separation, literally, maybe two at most. A lot of that's happening. You know, I, I mentioned that um, the, the rodeo rider, Mike Jardine, he's a professional calf roper. And I just, I didn't know who, I didn't know anything about who he was initially. I just know that some guy in Craigslist put up a cattle um, chute and a um, corral. He didn't have, I didn't have the corral listed, but a squeeze chute. And I needed a squeeze chute for our cattle. So I called. He's like, oh, yeah. And this is, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I have it available. I said, where are you located? And he's like, I'm on, on the same road I'm on right here. So it's just about five miles away. So I go down. But, you know, it's just I, then I'm talking to somebody. Actually, I'm talking to Jim Conley, the Conley, who has his show before. And I mentioned Mike Jardine. And he's like, Mike Jardine, the calf roper? And I'm like, how do you know Mike Jardine, the calf roper? He's like, dude, he's on Pro Circuit. This guy's awesome. And then as we, we went to pick it up the other day, the guy that runs cattle with me, Brody, is talking to Mike. And he says, hey, Mike, um, you know, did you, you know, where, how did you do on the weekend? And he says, okay. And he says, I don't know if you've ever come across my, my uh, cousin. He, he does rodeo. He tells him his cousin's name. And Mike goes, oh, yeah, I just was with him this weekend. Here's a video of him riding. It is amazing. And we, talk, we did talk about some of this last night, but it's amazing how these things are coming together in such small circles. And I just, I find that just absolutely amazing and, and in a wonderful way. And I think we really need to keep our eyes on a lot of this because it's so easy to get vortexed into this constant negativity. And we can't forget to praise Father and really be truly humbled by the greatness of all the things that he does, truly. And timing is truly his. And there's always, when we take a bit of a breath, even in the moments of crisis, we need to invite him in and to share those moments with him because it's not, it's not about us being punished. I think this is my, my big part here that I think we get so wrong because we love to look at ourselves in the negative optic and we like to look at God as always being a ruthless, punishing God. Oh, I, I'm, I'm being punished for my sins. Oh, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't make any sense, by the way. I'm just going to highlight this. If you're one of those that's doing it, stop it. And I'm going to be very blunt. Stop it. Christ died for our sins. Our Father is a Father of mercy. Now, he's a jealous God. He is a loving God. But he's a merciful God. So if you're one of those that goes around and says things like, oh, I'm being punished by Father because I did this, that, that's just nonsense. Okay. Some things are just, you didn't do a good job at it, and you might have got pinched and you got screwed up. Other times, if we want to, if you really want to change the optic, though, understand, you know, be keeping the framing in your mind that we are in this world to be matured. 
And we don't know how heaven sees us in this walk. We can make some wild guesses, but there's things that are put in our path intentionally. And it doesn't make sense to us if we see one person having seemingly a lot of burdens and another person seemingly having none. But the thing I've said many times is those that seemingly have no burdens have the most burden because it's hidden. It's not before them. It's not clear. So example of that would be somebody who has lived with that with very little and has learned to get by and had to struggle for everything they've had in life versus somebody who's very rich and has never had to struggle for anything. The person that has very little and struggles their whole life but keeps their faith has really learned a walk with Father that's immense in trusting in him that he will deliver. The person that is wealthy that walks with God has one of the greatest burdens because it isn't the lack of, it's the excess of. And it's just like the parable of the of the poor rich of the young rich man of having to get rid of things in order to walk with Jesus. I mean I think these are just things to keep in mind. I think perspectives right now are very important and I think that how we walk in this world is exceedingly important. We we just cannot under any circumstances forget how important it is that we walk in the joy of our Father, the joy of Jesus, and the joy of this world. Truly, it's so important. So, Patriots, I'm just going to remind you one more time because it is a short-term sale. Um, Head on over to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com, and you'll find an amazing deal with the VIP code. It's a special promo code just for today, tomorrow. It's it's just a three-day sale. VIP code, you'll get up to 50% off, 50% off actually on most things on that site. So, you know, these are CBD products. They're coming in various different forms, creams, tinctures, gummies, easy to chew. They're all created from American industrial grown hemp, fantastic products. So you don't have the concerns about THC. They're highly, highly tested and regulated within the company. So... Really recommend you check these out. I've used them. I like them. My mom uses them. She likes them. Great results. You know, if you have sleep problems, it's likely going to assist. If you have pain after workout, it's likely going to assist. And and if you if you have anxiety, it's likely going to assist. And so as as supplements to our diet, they're just fantastic products to have. And every medical cabinet and every cupboard should have some. So head on over to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. Your promo code for this special event is VIP and get 50% off on most of the products on the site. I think right now with all of this, and it is a lot of noise and a lot of devastation to our children, it's easy for us to walk in an angry state. And maybe it's not anger for you. Maybe it's just heartbroken. Maybe it's... um, Maybe it's, it's rage, you know. I, I'm going to say that where the only thing it should be is righteous indignation. And this is one of these places that I explore a lot, and I'm going to really try to explain something tonight is that I was shown, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to succeed because it's that it's an easy, that nuanced, and very difficult topic to discuss that we've discussed it here a lot. So I'm, I'm speaking from a warrior position. Okay, when I say this, speaking from the guy that has been in war, who has worked with some of the greatest war fighters we've ever developed, who has walked in the battlefields, has been shot at lots, has had IEDs thrown at him, people trying to blow me up, including one that was done by the river. They tried to blow me up there. And it was, I mean, I say that because I was the target. So I, I have the experience of war. And there's a couple different ways in war. But one thing about war and the intensity of war is you have to keep a clear head because if you get emotional, you're going to lose perspective and you're going to do something very stupid. And that once emotions creep into the intensity of the fight, you're not going to be level-headed and be able to take make calculated and appropriate reactions and reactions. 
and I've seen that side where emotions get ahead of things and it ends up being, it, it's devastating to watch it happen. And there's really no pulling people back from it until it's too late, unfortunately. When we're dealing with the topic of pedophiles, it, it gets my blood boiling. But it's also, that would say that that's very much my human side. In the spiritual walk that we have to make towards this sort of intensities of children, we have to keep in mind, I believe, and so I'm, I'm sharing with you some, some wisdom that Father shared with me, and I'm just going to reiterate again. I'm going to do my best to describe this because I think it's that important to hear. And whatever I say, take to prayer, and you may not agree with everything. Okay, so I'm just kind of putting all those qualifiers out there, and I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to sell you on something. But I, I do want you to hear this perspective because it's been a very big eye-opener for me. When we're dealing with the topic of children, we need to keep our heart and our focus on the kids. And we need to realize how important it is to rescue, heal, and restore them. The dirt bags have to be dealt with. There are several, there's many tiers of those dirt bags. Some are just roped in for complicit issues. But the problem is we have an amazing explosion of pornography in our world right now that's affecting everybody. And it's also breeding out a new level of criminality, which is even sibling on sibling sex, which is really horrific. So we need to keep our focus a lot in those places away from the pits of vengeance. This goes back to discussions that we had in January about developing a loving and forgiving heart and not getting wrapped into the vengeful heart, in particular when we're dealing with children, because it's like a tripwire. If we are going to go and hit somebody that did something to them with vengeance, that's going to ripple onto the child. There was a story recently of a transgender teen. I mean, I heard his testimony. It's not a story. I listened to his testimony. Who was, I believe, it was now a boy and was trying to get back to being a girl. I mean, one way or the other. It went one way and they were going back the other. And it was his parents that led him to the medical surgeries and treatments and when I talk about these things, I talk about the retarded parents that need to literally lose their right to have kids. I mean, that's, that's about how I feel about it. But I was very humbled in listening to this young person talk in their discussion. And I don't, I'm, you know, I'm being delicate here because I don't, I don't remember which way their gender went. I really, it's, that's, it's a tragedy all the way around anyway. And their comment was this. I have no grudge against my parents. I forgive them. They trusted in people that thought they were doing the right thing, but I'm mad at the doctors. And I'm like, wow, dude, like that is, that's a serious level of walking with a forgiving heart. Your entire body's been ruined. He was talking about all the pain and aches that he has in his joints. He, this person was on HRT, and I believe they had had surgery. So they're permanently mutilated for the rest of their life. Their parents were the ones that brought their child in to have these things done. And there was no malice towards his parents or her parents. I have to be honest. I, I listened to that and I'm like, I don't know where I'd be there. I don't know. I mean, that's not who I am, but I don't know how I would take that. I completely admire what he was saying. But it's just a reminder for me of this convoluted space that we're in right now. There is a lot of damage. A lot of damage. And we've got to keep things to where we have to keep the spark alive to not forget that the real mission here is about restoring the children's that are the children that are out there restoring them in a way that they can reclaim their innocence, reclaim the joy of being a child. I, it's easy to forget that. It's easy to forget the innocence of a child and the joy that they have in just being a child. And so much of this war that's going against them is directed towards taking that innocence away.
And our actions are going to be very influential on how the child sees the world. So uh, let me give you an example. Let's take a raid that someone goes on. And obviously not everybody's going to do a raid. I'm just using this as kind of the point of the spear example. You kick in the door and you find that a child's being raped and there's other children in the room. The instinctual thing is to shoot that per- that pervert and get the child free. But can you imagine being a child? It's already bad enough you're being raped and then the person is raped gets shot. These are unbelievably difficult things to unwind here. And I and I'm I'm being very intentional about some of these descriptives which are very difficult to deal with. But the most important thing that has to happen is to get those children free. Now, if you end up in a hostage situation, talking something different. So I don't want I don't want to share. I'm not trying to provoke some debate or, um, you know, like imaginations run wild sight type moment. But you need to separate those children out of there and get them free of all of that before anything else is done. And the child is going to feel who we are. And that moment of being a rescuer in whatever capacity, that rescuer could be you're walking down the street and encounter a child. And how we walk into them and present to them, we are now a rescuer in their life, especially as we're walking in Jesus. And how they read us and see us is going to give everything. They've already been predatorized and and abused and used and exploited. And the interaction with us, that one little spark with us in a moment could be that one thing that holds on, they hold on to for a long, long time that gets them out of the dark. So imagine that sort of side where you're you're literally giving light to a child, and on the other side, you have the darkness of this most vile evil that's trying to rape them and do whatever else they do to them. To me, that, that example defines the caliber of warrior. And it's the one that's going to be able to show that child extreme compassion, protect that child and be the protector, to get the child out of the way, and then to deal with the problem after the child's removed and isolated and not in an invisible situation where the impact of justice will not affect and carry over to the child. I, I am. This is an area where I'm sure there are people that will not agree with me. There are people that will say to me things like, "You know, well, look, we need to pray for that for that pedophile." I'm going to be like, "No, I don't. This is me." No, I don't. Okay, there's there's levels of action that I can understand of people being influenced to do stupid things. But there's equally levels of action that are so horrific that, quite frankly, whatever justice falls is the justice that falls. And it's justified. Our world is intentionally weaving these complex narratives of pain and suffering as we're trying to walk into these and untangle them with love and compassion and mercy. The only answer in all of this, and time and again, and we know it, but we have to walk in it, is our relationship with God. We have to have an intimate relationship with Father. And so I'm encouraging you, probably more than like beseeching you, to seek that out, seek his face. And I don't know where you are. I'm making no assumptions. I'm just putting a word out there that I know that some need to hear tonight. That it's important that we seek his face and get to know him and walk with him and share our lives with him and open the door and invite him in to sit down and dine with us. That's not small things. And it's what allows us to endure the most difficult moments and still reclaim ourselves. Joshua had 39, I believe, campaigns. And every one of these campaigns at the end of the day, starting with Jericho, was close quarter combat. That means 
of a brutal kind that were literally people are watching the eyes roll back in the head as they stab the person through the chest or cut their head off with an axe or split their skull with a mace or whatever they're doing. And it's interesting because there's no reference to them having any sense of PTSD afterwards. I mean, I'm not saying that the Bible's going to write that, but we don't have any sense that there was anything like that. And I realize that's a modern concept, but we can call it, you know, the fog of war. You can call it, you know, shell shock, whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing over time. Guys have nightmares from the fighting that they've done. And my personal opinion is that this there's that's not ever mentioned because they were working under the hand of God. It was leading their hands, I should say, for justice. So I think a lot of that was taken away. Because I can't imagine when you destroy, when you kill every man, woman, child, child, and donkey, that that can be easy. And yet, they accomplished the mission and moved on. In all of this topsy-turvy stuff, just keep your focus clearly on Father. Seek His face. And spend time each day inviting Him in. Share your life with Him always, not just partially. Even in the worst of moments, invite Him in even more. This is our walk with Him, not our walk in exception of Him. And when we really get to that place and we understand what's going on, we're really gaining something beautiful in this world. What we do in life echoes into eternity. And I I think that that's one of the most important messages to grasp. We are all feeling the weight of the world. So let's take it to Father. But most importantly... In all of this, and in spite of even the even the kind of heaviness of some of these talks tonight, we started out with some really great stories, and we have to continue with those. Find the stories that bring the light into your heart, and remember in the face of adversity to smile and to laugh. Laughter is one of the most important things we can have. God gave us laughter for a reason, because it's healing, and it's refreshing, and, in, and there should be nothing but joy in our world because even though we know this is a completely jacked-up world, they're trying to do everything they can to enslave us, we have accepted Christ as our Savior, and that's it. <laughs> There's one way out of here, and that's life with him, not in the maze and the matrix that they're creating. So that's on us to make the decisions to do, to walk purely in the joy of Jesus at all times, and as we do, I think we will find some amazing things that will release us from some of these bondages and some of these heaviness and set us free in a different way than we've ever imagined to truly be the sovereigns of this world. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're just grateful for this evening and just a reflection tonight of so many of the good things that have happened and the great things you continue to provide. And Father, as equally there's darkness around. So the prayer tonight is to keep our eyes on the joy in heaven, to keep our focus on the joy of what heaven brings and the glorious glories that that brings. And in so doing, to raise up our heart as we raise up others and to literally destroy this evil with the power of love and good. We know very well that they can't stand joy. They do everything they can to avoid it. And even in the midst of adversity, we have to find the joy in us to realize that you're with us and guiding us and to embrace those moments as hard as they are as the great moments of life that will shape us, mature us, and refine us like a fine blade. Iron sharpens iron, Father. So we're looking forward to walking with this with you every day. Eyes open, eyes on the cross, ears open, hearing your voice. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A wonderful time to be alive, truly. What an amazing opportunity. Of all the epics in time you could have been born, this is one of the greatest of all. And it seems a little crazy at times because it is. And there's a lot of crazy people because they are. 
that doesn't change the greatness of the time in which we live. So spend some time enjoying things. I, I, before the show, I jumped on the ATV and I ran down and closed the gate and I zipped on up the hill and went over and checked on the cow. And she's doing a little better, by the way. Still has got a pretty good gimp, but she was walking more than I've seen her walk for a while, so I'm pleased with that. And watched a couple deer, one big buck that I think by the Christmas, by the end of we get to buck season, I think he's going to become steaks. But anyway, he's he was out grazing. And just admiring just the simplicity of the life in which they live, They're all they want is grass and sex. If you're a bull, you want grass and sex. If you're a cow, you want grass and get pregnant. It's pretty easy. Simpler life. And and they, you know, they look at me like when I drive by, I just admire the cow. I don't admire them. I laugh because they look at me like I'm some guy from a foreign world and planet, which is probably true. Because I, I think you know, I, the look that I always see, I'm, I'm, in, I'm doing like this anthropomorphism of putting human values on a, on an animal, but what cracks me up is when I see them, they're kind of looking at me like, why would you be riding a stupid four-wheel drive? We've got four legs and we move around just fine. And you really get this sense, especially with the bull. He looks at you like, what the hell is that? A stupid four-wheel drive. I got four legs and a, <laughs> for the bull, I have four legs and a set of balls. It's like, I know you do. So, I mean, this is, this is what I'm getting at, is it? Animals' lives are remind us truly of the of the more simple life, but a hard life. So, one last comment before we go tonight. Um, you know, I was I've been doing all this um, applesauce and a lot of it. I think I've got sixty jars, and it's a lot of work. And, and everybody knows when we're canning. You know how canning goes. It's a lot of work, and and you set up and you have to do your canning, and there's a lot of steps in it. And it's all good, but. I want to encourage you, just as we close tonight, if you don't can, start doing it. And and, I, and this is why I'm saying this. It changes our value of time and respect for the food that we have. Because when you take that much time to do something, and it does take time from the, you know, you have your cutting of the apples. This is just applesauce. Cutting of the apples, throwing them in the, in the stock pot, cooking them down. And it takes a while to cook down. Then you run them to the food mill, and then you, you, you then you have the hot jars that you already washed and put into the oven to heat them up to about 250 degrees. And then you fill the jars, and then you seal the lids, and you stick them in the in the pressure cooker, uh, pressure canner, and you do that for about 20 minutes overall by the time it's said and done, and then they're out. All of that work for ultimately a, a pint of applesauce. But it's the way when we're doing these things and taking responsibility in our life, we're returning to that presence of being with God at all times. We're not getting lost in the internet. And we're just enjoying the process. And we're not trying to just live in existence of buying it somewhere else so we can consume and do other wasteful things with our time. So encourage you to can if you don't. It's worth it doing. And I, I think you'll find it very rewarding. But I know there's a whole bunch of people out here that can a lot better than I do. So hat tip to you all. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest
Yeah.